Welcome back to the Declare Podcast, friends. You are going to love my guest today. And I want to encourage you to stick around to the very end because she's going to talk about a giveaway that you do not want to miss. Well, we just wrapped up our annual conference and all I can say is God showed up. But I don't want you to take my word for it. Go and search on your social media for the hashtags we are declare and declare warrior on your social media, wherever you are looking for that kind of thing and find out what our community is saying. They're also putting out there a bunch of tidbits and things that they learned. So if you weren't able to make it to the conference, you can still get a lot of great information when you search those hashtags. And of course, I just want to thank all of our attendees and sponsors and speakers and our volunteers one more time. Declare just would not be possible without all of you. And we are just so appreciative. So we announced our theme for next year, which is going to be Get Your Hopes Up. And I want to encourage you, if you have not already gone to our website and signed up to get our emails, go do that right now. We are already working hard on the event for next year. So if you want to be notified first when tickets go on sale, you want to be on our email list. And don't worry, we don't do spam. Also, if you are not yet connected to our online community on Facebook, go join that. This is an active and ongoing year-round resource for Christian communicators like you. It's also a really great place to get information about upcoming local Connect events and equipped classes, as well as a place for you to make friends and ask your communicator questions and get ideas. I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the show notes so it'll make it real easy. I want to give a shout out this week to our amazing sponsor, Unplugged Family. Now, this is a ministry that's dedicated to providing resources and guidance on how to keep your family connected in real life with a healthy digital balance. And if you, like me, have kids who love their video games, maybe just a little too much, you're going to love Unplugged Family. So check out their website to learn more. In our last episode, I got to talk with Jamie Amarine, the author of the new book, Sacred Ground, Sticky Floors. Jamie calls herself an accidental author, which I think is hilarious. And her story about it is so wild that it can only be God. So we talk about that. We talk about when your posts go viral. We talk about getting death threats. And that's real. And uh, just what it means to be generous with each other. Plus, we talk about her newest book and a whole lot more. That is episode number 88. So make sure you add that to your queue. But today we are on episode number 89 with Krista Hutchins. So Krista is a professional project planner, and she wants to help you get your act together. In our conversation, we talk about the four people every leader needs, the four biggest struggles of Christian communicators, staying accountable, and the red flags to watch for before you put your money into a training program. Krista is also the author of the online Christian creative survey. And in our conversation today, she talked a little bit about those results. Plus, she has a special offer and giveaway for the Declare Girls like you. I think you are going to love her and you are for sure going to want to hire her. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with my conversation with Krista. Hi, Krista. Welcome to the Declare podcast. I am so happy to have you on today. I am thrilled to be here. I love the work that Declare does for um, online Christian bloggers, writers, and creatives. And I'm so glad to be part of your podcast today. Oh, well, you know, it just makes sense to me because you do kind of the same thing. Um, you work with online creatives, and we're going to talk about that. But before we do, I just want you to take a second to introduce yourself to our community. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, your story. Okay, well, um, I started out my career as a chemical engineer um, and 
or work for an engineering and construction company. And um, I moved up into the project management ranks. And along the way, after several years, I faced my kind of empty nest period. Um, I'm married and we have two children who are grown now. And as they began to leave the house, I began asking God, you know, what what next do you want me to, to do? Because of course, like all of us are, my free time was focused around my kids. Um, and then when they were gone, I, I knew I needed to find what God wanted me to do next. So through that searching, God led me to volunteer with Proverbs 31 Ministries. And so I began volunteering um, in the online Bible studies division and began more and more working with that team. And as I worked with them, I found that creative Christian women have very big ideas. They have big, audacious, wild ideas and dreams that God's given them. But sometimes they don't have either the technical skills or the organizational skills or the ability to pull those things off. And so there were times when we would have all these great ideas of things we wanted to do, but people would say, oh, no, we, we can't do that because we don't know how or we don't have the resources or we can't figure out how to make that happen. And that just broke my heart because I was a figure-outer. And so I was able to figure out how to do some of the things that we, you know, that we couldn't do. And so I was just really blessed to work with an ama- the amazing team there and see all the different challenges that they faced and begin to be exposed with to a lot of women who were blogging, not just that Proverbs 31, but throughout the kind of Christian blogging community. And God began to lay on my heart that he was calling me to serve his girls, to walk along beside them and help them take those big audacious dreams that they had and create something fabulous out of them. And I began to, as I began to kind of put that out there, you know, I was like, I don't know what you call that. It's not really a VA, you know, virtual assistant. It's, you know, I don't really know what that, what you call that. And somebody um, said, you know, look, Krista, you're our doer of all the things. And at the same time, God was really speaking to me through the verses in Isaiah about how he was doing a new thing. And I was going through a difficult time in my, my vocational career. And God was showing me, I'm not going to leave you in this wasteland. I'm going to do a new thing through you. And so between those two things, doanewthing.com was born. And so um, I, I still work full-time in my full-time job, but my dream is for one day for Do A New Thing to, to grow enough for me to do that full-time. And, um, and so now through Do A New Thing, I provide ministry coaching, blogging kind of coaching, accountability. And so for a lot of women, I find they just need someone to walk through it with them, help them make logical decisions, and help them put into place some plans to do the work that needs to be done. And so that's that's what I do through Do A New Thing. Well, Do A New Thing is really an incredible site. I've been on it and I subscribe to it. And you are like this resource guru. You... <laughs> It's like, you know, where all the best, you know, trainings are, and you've created several of your own. And for me, it's really exciting to see because you and I actually met at the Proverbs 31 She Speaks conference several years ago. And if I remember correctly, the conversation that we had was you were on the cusp of beginning this journey with Do A New Thing. 
Yes, I was just starting out and just trying to figure out, you know, what the need was. And it's kind of hard to put it into words, um, but the best I've been able to come up with over those three years since you and I met there is just, um, you know, people need someone to walk along beside them and help them make decisions and help them make plans and stay on track. And and you're right. I do love to make connections. It's one of my very favorite things is to, um, you know, when I'm working with one person who has a need and I have work with another person who can solve that need to put them together. You know, I don't have to be the, the middleman all the time, but I love to connect people with the resources that they need one way or another. I completely understand this. This is one <sighs> of the things that I tend to do sort of naturally as well. Right. Uh, but I love what you're saying about how people need other women to walk alongside them because I don't, it's just kind of been my experience that there's a lack of mentoring going on. And I don't know if it's that women are assuming that everybody has a mentor already or if they're just too busy or what the deal is, but I would love to see more women walking alongside, you know, in a more intentional way, other women. I love that that's what you're doing. Yeah. I, I think part of it is that women are afraid to ask for help. I think, you know, we try to feel like we're the superwoman, all sufficient. We're the problem solvers. We're the ones that take care of everyone else. And so sometimes it doesn't come natural to us to reach out and find someone who can help us because we feel like, well, I know how busy I am and how hard it is when someone comes and asks me for help. So I'm sure she's just as busy and just has just as hard time if I would come ask her for help. Um, and so, you know, that's not always the case. Sometimes it is, but I just, I believe that mentors are one of the four people that every leader needs around them and that God's going to provide that right person for you as you're trying to grow and follow what he's called you to do. Okay. So I know you just said the four people that every leader needs, and that's actually, is that a blog post? Cause I saw something about that. Yeah, that's, I just, uh, I've gotten the first three, actually all four now um, have been posted as a series on the blog and um, it's based on Moses um, because I believe that, you know, we're really great at going to the Bible and going to God's word for advice and direction in our personal lives, in our spiritual journey and in our relationships but we're not really great at going to God's word for advice in our businesses and our ministries, um, other than just kind of the spiritual kind. But for practical advice, um, God's word has given us all the direction that we need right there. There's leaders who God strategically equipped to do what he called them to do. And so I use the example of Moses to talk about the four people that every leader needs in their life. So Moses had his father-in-law Jethro as his mentor. He had an apprentice in Joshua. He had a partner in his brother Aaron who spoke for him, but then began later in his ministry was just right alongside there working with Moses. And then he had my very favorite guy, a guy named Her, who was his unsung hero. He was one of the men holding up um, Moses's arms over that battle when, when Moses was tired and someone had to hold his arms up before the Lord. Her was his unsung hero. And there's a few other places where it mentions her 
and just being there. He, I kind of imagine him as the guy running along beside Moses, just taking care of things. And everybody needs an unsung hero taking care of things around you. So, um, yeah, so those are the four people that every leader needs around them. Well, I think that that's really valuable information. But let me ask you, do you see women who are bloggers or online influencers or podcasters? I mean, do you see them as leaders? Because I don't know that they always see themselves as leaders. I think you're right. They don't see themselves as leaders. They see themselves, especially when they're just starting out, every woman battles that comparison. I'm not as good as her. I'm not as big as her. But if you've got one person following you on your blog, you're a leader. You're leading that person. Um, and so God is is going to equip you to be the kind of leader that you need. And, and I really encourage people to start thinking of themselves as leaders, even when the only person they're leading is themselves. Because if you can't lead yourself well, if you can't hold yourself accountable, if you can't hold yourself to being disciplined, how can you expect other people to ever follow you and be held accountable and to be disciplined? So treat yourself like a leader from the very beginning. You are a leader if God's put you out um, with a message to share. People are going to follow you, and that makes you a leader. You're so right. And I really do hope that people will hear that message. You know, even if you're leading just yourself, you are a leader. Absolutely. So we could spend a whole lot more time on that. But (laughs) there's other stuff that I wanted to talk to you about. And one of the things that I think is really interesting about you that I think a lot of our women might resonate with is the fact that you actually hold down a full time job as a product manager, project manager in chemical engineering. And your do a new thing is your side hustle. But I got to tell you, from the outside looking in, it looks like your full time job. (laughs) So how are you balancing those and, you know, paying attention to them the way they need to be paid attention to? Well, part of it is uh, I'm very blessed to have a a little bit of a unique family situation. Um, I'm like I said, I'm in my empty nest years. So that gives me automatically a bit more time. And my husband um, has a shop in our little antique district in our town. So when I'm working during the week, he's usually off the first part of the week. And then on the weekends, he's working while I'm off. So I do have a bit more free time on the weekends, time to myself to really work. But now we have a new grandchild. So well, that's, congratulations. Thank you. That's taken up some of my time. But yeah, it's it's all around being intentional with my time and really um, being settled on what's important and what's not. And um, I find that women who have a calling, that God's given them a calling to do something. Notice when I said what I thought God called me to do, I didn't say God called me to be a blogger. God called me to walk alongside women. But part of that is having a blog. And that blog is a tool for the ministry and business that God has called me to do. And I think so many times women who have this calling to speak or to write or to have some kind of Christian ministry or business, they think, okay, I've got to have a blog because that's how you get word out there. And that's what publishers are looking for is a blog with followers. And so the blog becomes their focus and they spend all their time like optimizing this and playing with that and fixing this and rebranding that when 
that blog is a tool and you have to be able to put that tool in its proper place in your ministry. And so while there's about a million things I would love to do on my blog to make it better. And I know there's some things that don't quite link right. And, you know, like there's a lot of things I could do to improve it. God didn't call me to be a blogger. He called me to walk alongside his girls. And so I try to focus the little bit of time that I have on walking alongside his girls. When I have a choice to make about whether I'm going to do this activity or that activity with my free time that I have, I always will default towards that big picture purpose um, of walking alongside his girls rather than getting all caught up in, you know, redoing some graphic that didn't come out quite right or, or whatever other thing that you can get caught up in. So I think, you know, you start with knowing exactly really what God called you to do and putting your focus on is what whatever tasks you have in front of you for the day and you never have enough time to do all of them. How do you prioritize them in terms of what's the big picture that God has called you to do? So that's one of the biggest ways that I, I kind of balance all the things going on. Well, I love that. I think that that's really good practical information, even for people who aren't balancing a full-time job with their blog, but just to keep the main thing, the main thing, you know? Right. And I love what you said about too many people are putting the focus on the blog, but you're right. It's just a tool. It's a delivery vehicle for the larger call on your life. And that's just so profound to me. I I feel like (laughs) I knew that and I didn't know that. And thank you for telling me that (laughs) because I just think it's such good information. But I did want to ask you, too, because when God called you to walk alongside his girls, I think that at some point you decided that you needed to know what they needed. And so you created the online Christian creative survey, which is something I think you did over a period of months. Am I right? Yeah, I did it um, kind of in the month of August. And then I this is the second time I've done it. I did it two years ago as well. And so Um, This time I partnered with some other people who provide services to bloggers and Christian creatives who also sent it out to their audience so we could get a big, broad um, look at people and what they need. And so I think, you know, the goal of the survey was not just for me to find out what people I might help need, but find out in general, what does the Christian creative community need so I can share that information with other people who are providing services and that they can improve what they offer to meet the exact need. That's one part of it. And then the other part is I really want to share with Christian creatives the results of the survey just so that they feel normal. You know, I think we sometimes we wonder, where do we stand? Is this normal? Is that normal? And I think what we find in the survey is that with it's all normal. There's a broad range of experience. And, and so you don't have to feel so alone when you see that, you know, your top struggles are the same things that other people, regardless of the size of their blog or the, the level of their success, it's the same thing that they struggle with as well. I love that you did that. And I love that you did it two years ago as well. And so I want to ask you if you can share any of your findings from that and then just sort of how they have possibly changed over two years because technology doesn't seem to stop changing. So I'm curious if the needs of women have changed along with technology or if they're all generally the same. Well, I think what's really funny is that the the top four struggles didn't change. They may have moved around a bit in order, but the top four are still the same. 
How do I balance my, you know, my time with my family? How do I grow my email list? How do I earn an income with my blog? And how do I get more traffic on my blog? And so what's really funny, that was the same top four two years ago. It's the same top four now. Then when I kind of say, all right, well, maybe that's just beginner bloggers because the survey is kind of heavily weighted towards, you know, most people in the survey have been blogging less than a year. Let me look at people who have larger email lists. So I filter the results down looking for the larger email list. Guess what? Their top four, exactly the same. And so I said, well, maybe it's page views. Let me see. Maybe if they've got a lot of traffic on their blog, they're not worried about traffic anymore. Nope. Those people, same top four struggles. So I think those top four things in the blogging specifically, in the blogging world, those four things are still the key. Balancing my time, building my email list, and growing my income, and, and growing my traffic. What's amazing is that there's a ton of resources out there, free and paid, that deliver that information of how to do that. And so I think that one of the problems is that there's so much information that it's overwhelming and it's hard for people to find where do I really go to get this information? Where's the best place to go? And so that's some of the things that we do at, at Do A New Thing and why, like you said, I'm passionate about sharing resources. And now that I know what people are looking for and confirmed it's still what they're looking for, I'm out there scouting, connecting, looking for people who provide these resources and bringing them to the Do A New Thing audience. Which is really such a great resource. I'm just thinking about those four things and they kind of seem to be the timeless needs or the timeless questions. And I'm wondering why they haven't changed. Why do they continue to be the top four struggles, do you think? Um, I think partly because it's what drives what people define as success in a blog. Um, you have to have traffic to get your message out. You have to be able to balance your time because you could get sucked up and, and spend all your time on blogging. And as you well know, blogging, um, it costs money to do it. So where, whether people are looking to replace a full-time income or just earn enough income to cover the cost of their blog, growing an income is part of it as well. And then as you get you know, the ones who have a bigger email list or more page views or already making income, you start seeing some other things kind of trickle up right below those top four kind of decision-making type um, skills they're looking for, some VA help that they're looking for. Those kind of bubble up as people um, get past the basics of those four. But those four things are still the things that are going to carry you to whatever your next level is. Whether your next level is getting to 500 page views and 100 subscribers or your next level is getting to 5,000 page views and 1,000 subscribers, it's those four things that are going to help you make that shift to the next level. Okay, so I love what you're saying about how you kind of go out and you do the research and you're finding the programs and the opportunities that are really making sense to help address those specific needs. How are you filtering what's good? You know, I first and foremost, and this actually was similar results from the survey, I want to provide resources from people who are operating consistent with my faith and my values. So much of what you see out there is maybe it's based just on making the most money you can and doing it and, and advertising that you can do it in five minutes. I'm looking for people who are realistic and who are focusing it from a place of consistent with 
our faith and values as Christians. Now, most of the people that I recommend are Christians. Sometimes they don't specifically market to the Christian market. They're marketing to the broader blogging market, but you know that they're a Christian and that you know that what they're teaching is going to be consistent with our faith. That is number one for me that I'm looking for um, when I'm out there looking for good, strong resources. I'm also looking for people who fit into the profile that I found in a survey. Um, Actually, I found that only about 12% of people can spend more than $500 a year on their blog. And so they're looking for things that are affordable. And so some of the programs that are, you know, hundreds or even thousands of dollars are not a good fit for the average Christian blogger who's trying to get established and grow her blog. So I'm going to look for things where you're getting a good, a big bang for your buck, you know, a really good, strong professional blogger who's offering courses that are affordable and that are targeted. So you're not paying hundreds of dollars for a big program when you really only need one specific piece. So those are some of the things that I look for when, when I look for, um, for consistent with our faith, a good financial value and, and up to date current information. Okay. So then that kind of makes me want to ask you a similar question, which is, you know, I get on Facebook or Instagram and I get all these sponsored ads and they're for some of these big programs mm-hmm. and it, you know, looks like a bunch of people are doing them and they seem really popular, but I don't really know. What would you say are some red flags for programs you may not want to participate in? Um, anything that's gonna, that's making the get rich quick or get traffic quick pledge, you know, that's saying do this one thing and you'll have a hundred thousand page views next week. That's just not very realistic. I mean, that of course I'm sure it happens. And, um, and I'm sure, especially early on when the vlogging world was getting started 10 years ago, that you could do one thing and have a huge impact, but I think you want to look for people who are teaching you the basic fundamentals, the foundational things that you're going to do day in, day out that are going to bring growth over the long haul. I think one thing that was another interesting thing that I found in the survey is everybody in that survey who had an email list greater than a thousand people or who was making, who were making a, you know, a decent income, all of them had been blogging for more than a year. And so, and nobody who had been blogging for less than a year had over a thousand um, on their email list. So, oh, let me take that back. That's probably not true. But everybody who did have over a thousand had been blogging more than a year. So, I think it's a you want people who are encouraging you to develop the good habits, the good foundation that's going to carry you forward, not the one oh, this is the one thing that's going to make you a blogging millionaire. There is no one thing like that. Now, and I'm not knocking any of those bigger programs that are longer term and because they're great. They have a lot of great information and they've been wildly successful for some people. But I think we get kind of in that um, pauper mentality when we say, well, I can't afford that course that's $1,000, so I'm never going to be successful. That's the only way I can be successful is if I pay for a $1,000 course. Well, The truth is that there are courses that are $20 or $50 that you can do a little at a time and you can be successful that way too. There's not just one way to be successful because a core principle that I teach is that God is not going to 
um, call us to do something without giving us the resources to do that thing he's called us to do. And so he's going to find a way for you to have those resources, whether it's time, money, or knowledge. God's going to provide those resources in some amazing, miraculous, creative way, if that's what it takes for you to be successful. And that he's going to define successful for you. And that definition may not be the same as that person who is able to spend $1,000 on a huge blogging course, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think you want people who are going to give you the foundation to move forward without any promises of magic. You know, I think that that is really a a good point because I see that a lot, especially on Pinterest when I'm looking for resources. You know, I see a lot of how I increased my views by 800,000 in one month. And I always scroll past them because, you know, for me, it's the too good to be true idea. So I think that that's a really good way to look at it as a red flag, as something maybe you're not interested in. But then also, like you said, if only 12% of bloggers have more than $500 to spend on their craft, then a $1,200 course is not going to be the thing for them. So that's maybe another red flag, you know, at least for that person personally. Right. So, you know, one of the things that you talk about on your blog is getting overwhelmed and getting out of the idea tornado. And I'm thinking about how Everything is online right now, but there are Facebook groups and there are conferences and there are online programs and there are one-off webinars and there are mastermind groups and there's just like a million things. So I wanted to ask you, how do you pick the thing that's right for you without getting overwhelmed or backing up from the place where you're already overwhelmed? The first thing we have to do is get over the FOMO, right? Get over the fear of missing out. That if I don't do this one thing, it's it's all going to fall apart. There's very I'm going to tweet little. that. Get over the FOMO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's not very much that's so critical that you can't just get over that. Um, and but again, it goes back to knowing your purpose and uh, and knowing what God's called you to do, and then filtering all of those things through that purpose. So starting with your why, um, if people have seen Simon Sinek's book or his video about knowing your why is one, one of the most important things I think I've ever seen from a business standpoint and the knowing your why, and then filtering every decision through that. Does this decision make sense to support that? Why is it going to get me farther down the road for that? Why? Um, number one and number two, is it going to serve the people that I serve? Um, And so if you're called to serve moms who are in their little tiny baby days, you know, and and you're someone's offering you a course that teaches you how to offer, uh, you know, an all day mini retreat. Well, that's kind of hard for your audience to do at this stage of their life. Right. So look at yourself and at your audience. And is this thing that you're about to join or do or try going to serve you and your purpose? And is it going to serve your audience well, so that um, so that you and your audience grow together? I think that's such great advice. And I'm just curious, because you have done all the research. Is there anything that you think is worth checking out, like a Facebook group or a mastermind or a class out there that you have just found to be really valuable, you know, for a wide audience? Is there any like a starting place for people? 
Um, you know, as far as blogging courses, the ones I recommend are the ones from Crystal Payne. Um, her, your blogging university blogging courses are affordable. They're available in bite-sized chunks and she's a pro and she really teaches you the practical things. And she's very real with you about, you know, not trying to copy what she's done, but taking the principles she's used and applying them your way. So I think that's one really, really great resource. I think for someone who is a real writer, I think you do need some kind of writing training or um, writing development because it just makes your, your writing so much more rich. Even if you've, God's given you the base talent, having someone coaching your writing is great. And so, you know, group things like Compel from Proverbs 31, Hope Writers, that's another great program for writers. Um, private blog, um, writing, coaching. There's two or three out there that I recommend. So I think some writing, coaching, if writing and being an author is your real goal, I think that's something that's really, really valuable as well. That's great. I'm going to actually put links to those in the show notes. And I have taken a Crystal Payne class and I couldn't agree with you more. She is great. My biggest problem with her is that I wish she lived close to me so we could hang out. <laughs> I know, I know. You just want to go sit. Like she films them all kind of from the bar by her kitchen, you know, like, and you just want to go sit at her kitchen counter with her all the time. Yeah, one of the classes <laughs> I took with her, she got online and she was like, oh, guys, I totally forgot. I was, and I was running my dishwasher. So yeah. if you can hear that and it's bothering you, just let me know and I can go stop it. And I was like... Right. Okay, it doesn't get more real than that. That's awesome. She's she's so real. And I think that's the point, you know, for someone who's so successful as she is, I mean, it's just real life. And she's found a way to intermingle her real life with the calling that God's given her. And she is a you know, a Jesus girl who who wants to honor him and all that she does. So I strongly recommend her things. Well, and I'm just going to put out there too, that I recommend your site, which (laughs) I'll put the link on the, you know, on the show notes, but you have links to a lot of those resources, but you have also created a lot of resources yourself, which I think are really strong. I've got a couple of, I think three signature courses that I'm uh, still have on the site. They're all self-paced now that you can do on your own them. Um, one of them is called more than a blog and it really focuses on how to keep your ministry the main thing, but make good decisions for your blog, but recognizing it as a tool. That one's kind of the project of my heart because we, we spend a lot of time in that directly in in scripture, seeing those people that God strategically set up as leaders and what can we learn practically about how to run our modern day businesses and ministries from what they did, um, in biblical times. And so that's, just a fun, different way to look at scripture. There's one on content creation, and there's also one called Boss Your Time Around that talks about managing your time and being more productive in your work. So all of those are available there. So especially with the Boss Your Time Around one, I wanted to ask you something because I read on your website that a lot of people buy planners, but they don't plan their work. And I wonder if you could just explain that. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the reasons your planner doesn't work for you is because you're trying to use it as a calendar and not a planner. And so one of the answers, one of the examples that I give is that if you have on your calendar, you have an event that you um, have to speak at, or let's say, let's say you have a guest post that's due to, to someone and you put a date on your calendar 
in your planner that says, you know, this is due on um, November the 3rd is when I have to do this. If that's the only thing you put in your planner, you're going to get to November 3rd and be, oh my goodness, I have this huge thing I have to do. And you're running around going crazy trying to get it done or you miss your deadline. But if you are using that, using your planner as a planner, you will look at that guest post that's due on November the 3rd and you'll outline the steps that you need to do to get that guest post done. So if you have some research you need to do, you need to write a first draft, you need to edit it, you need to create a graphic to go with it, and you need to send it in. You kind of identify all of those steps and you put all of those steps in your planner and you block out time to do those steps in your planner or in some other, whatever other tool you're using, you can, um, that's one of the things that about the boss, your time around course is that you don't, it doesn't have a planner with it. It's got some worksheets and things you can fill out, but you can use it with any planner or any to-do list app you're using on your phone or any calendar or anything like that. But the key is not just putting a deadline somewhere, but identifying what are the steps I need to do to meet that deadline and then intentionally setting aside time to do each of those steps. I love that. And I love the blocking out time. And then I would just add to that, and it's probably in your course, but this is what I have to do. I have to turn my phone off and put Mm. it in another room. Right. Because it's too tempting. Like if if a web page is taking too long to load, I just pick up my phone and before I know it, I'm in a rabbit trail. So yeah, I have to remove that distraction. Yeah, whatever the distractions are for you, you need to move them so you can concentrate. And when you, and then the other tip around that is when you sit down to work, a lot of times we just sit down and open the laptop and say, oh, what am I going to do today? Um, even if you have some things written down that you're supposed to do, you know, I, I have a little, take a little sticky note and I write three things I'm going to do in this block of time. And I actually stick it to the edge of my computer screen. So it's right in front of me. And as I do them, I check each one off because, you know, we love to check things off a list, right? Well, yeah. Endorphins uh, in the brain. We all know that. Yes. Right. So plan when you sit down, plan what you're going to do with those 30 minutes or an hour or however long you have to do it, put them on your list and check them off. And that'll help you when you start going on the rabbit hole, you see it in the corner of your eye. You're like, Oh wait, that's not where I'm supposed to be. So I love it. That's great. That's really practical tip. I love it. Okay, but I did want to talk to you about one more thing, which is something new that you are talking about. And I think that it is so needed and so cool. And that is accountability coaching. And I wondered if you could tell us about that. Yeah, so I um, have found as I've worked with people, you know, I've been kind of doing blogging, coaching, ministry coaching, and I'm like, what's the essence really of what people need and what people want? Um, and what I found is people want accountability. And so they, they need someone to help them, number one, make a plan for what are they going to do. There's, like you said, you've got the idea tornado and you have so many things you want to do and you need some help kind of stepping through and figuring out what are the things I need to do this month. And then someone to come and check on them and say, hey, did you do this this, this week? Um, did you do that this week? And not just checking, you know, kind of being the taskmaster, but helping you look at, okay, this week you got everything done. Great. What were the behaviors this week that helped you get all those things done? You know, be a little bit self-reflective and said, what allowed you to get all those things done? And let's see if we can replicate that over the next few weeks as well. Or you didn't get everything done. What were the barriers? Did you plan to do more than you really were capable of doing? Did you have some unexpected things come up? 
what were your barriers? Okay, now let's kind of plan around those barriers for the next week. So it's some help really being intentional. And so I offer it by having one phone call a month and then four weeks of email follow-up um, during the month to help you work through the things that we agree in your plan to do. Um, and I think people are really loving having that accountability um, and just, again, someone to walk along beside them because you know, Ann, that this online world, especially if you're pursuing it online, it can be so lonely. Yeah, you have Facebook groups and you have conferences and you have other things where you interact with people, but 80% or more of your time is spent just you and your laptop. And it can be very, very lonely. So having someone being a cheerleader, walking along beside you can make all the difference in the world in being able to keep going and not quit when things didn't quite turn out the way you expected. And so when you're saying accountability, it sounds like what you're saying is for the things that people need to be doing or want to be doing to achieve their goals, you know, slash dreams. You're not necessarily talking about accountability in terms of their theological knowledge or anything like that. No, no, this is more productivity type accountability. Yeah, you're right. It's not it's not their personal theology or so much their, you know, their relationships and that kind of thing. This is um, keeping you accountable to do the things that are going to allow God's dream to burst forth and do what he called you to do. Okay, absolutely. And I think that that's so important. It's funny, though, because I feel like I hear so much about having the theology accountability, but not right. so much the work accountability. And I just think that that is something that's so needed. And I love that you're doing that. Yeah, it's it's been really helpful for for people. I've gotten really great feedback on it lately. So it's something I'm really excited about doing. And it's an area where I'm seeing, you know, I kind of mentioned that my I made a change in my job recently. My old job had kind of left me feeling like I was failing and it wasn't it just wasn't working and it was making me just question what was I doing? And that during that time I really felt like do a new thing and my work life were diverging because one was focused on mentoring and coaching and encouraging. And the other one was focused on execution and making people toe the line and do what they were supposed to. And it's just a whole different mindset. And, but then in my new job, when I thought uh, was me, you know, kind of admitting defeat, admitting failure, having to go find a new job, God really is showing me how that is now beginning to merge with what the vision for do a new thing is because in my new job, I am spending more time developing younger people into, um, you know, project managers and managers of other types and, and doing more consulting and more coaching, even though I still have tasks I have to get done and still have to make whole people accountable to do their work. Um, it is a much more coaching and mentoring thing. So I'm seeing how God is kind of bringing the two things together, which is really exciting. When you think God's closing something up and you maybe you don't feel quite so good about the way it's closing, you know, don't despair because God is going to bring you where you need to be to do what he's called you to do. And I'm, I'm really walking in that right now. That is so wonderful. I just, I love that. I love how you're seeing how those things are beginning to converge instead of diverge. I mean, what a what a beautiful story and how hopeful you must be in that. I am. I'm excited for what God's doing and for the opportunities that he's opening for me. 
um, you know, in my vocation, which may or may not be my vocation forever, um, and in do a new thing because I, I just, I love, you know, like I said, serving his girls. That's what he's called me to do is to serve his girls. I love it. So I want to ask you one other quick question, which is you have a special giveaway for the Declare community. And can you tell us about it? Yeah, I want to give someone an opportunity for accountability coaching. So if that's uh, you and you have a, you know, you kind of have a lot of things you're working through, you're not quite sure what you needed to do. Um, I want to have a, a coaching session with you and help you sort out what your next steps are and then give you four weeks of email um, follow-up coaching um, with the one, one accountability package. So you can do that by entering to go to the website at doanewthing.com slash declare. And there is a place there for you to um, enter your name and email address there. And also, if just for entering, I'm going to send you the uh, new resource I just um, released called um, the Christian Online Collaboration Guide. And I found, um, as I look back on my um, growth of my business, the times where my email list has grown the most, my page views have grown the most, it's when I collaborated with someone else out there in that space. And I think that's such a, that's such a key way that we grow our business and ministry. So I want to give you for free the collaboration guide. It's got tips about how to find collaborations. It's got 10 creative ways you can collaborate with other people. It's a really great resource. So you get that free just for entering and then you can enter the giveaway and I'll pick somebody in, um, in a week after the um, podcast. That's so exciting and so fun. And I love that you're not just giving away an accountability session. You're also giving away a whole guide that people can use. It's like extra freebies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, yep. That's so fun. Well, Krista, I just cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today. I mean, you are so full of just this practical wisdom. And I think that everything that you're talking about it's all the tools that the people that do what we do really need to help them move to the next level of their business or their dream without getting overwhelmed while in community and feeling successful as they do it. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we just all need to define what success is and, let, and allow God to define for us what success is, and that will lead us to the right resources to help us get there. And they're available. I think, I hope more than anything else, people are encouraged to think about the fact that there are resources out there that are top quality, they're affordable, and almost any topic you want, there's something out there to help you, and you don't have to go it alone. Oh, you're so right. And I am going to look forward to following you some more and getting your emails and hearing about the new latest and greatest stuff. But Krista, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really, I am just so grateful that you came and shared your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. It was always fun to talk to you, Anne. Yeah, we'll do it again soon sometime. Absolutely. Well, what do you think about that? If you have ever struggled to get organized, you are out of excuses now, sister. You can connect with Krista on her website, which I'm putting in the show notes, but don't waste another minute before you go ahead and get organized in a way that really truly works for you. I wanna say another big thank you to Unplugged Family for sponsoring this episode. You can check out what they're doing and how you can get involved on their website. 
Did you guys love this episode or another one? Would you let us know? Mention your favorites when you leave a review for the podcast on iTunes or send us an email or send us an Instagram direct message. It's all fine. But we always want to make sure that the podcast is exactly what you need and your comments really help us tailor it to you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, never miss an episode and let us know what you're thinking about it. We hope every episode of the Declare podcast inspires and encourages you. Thank you so much for being such a great and loyal listener. It means the world to us. So we'll see you next time on the Declare podcast.